You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors, here with my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Haley. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, moms! Uh, and I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. I'm usually here. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive, also a regular. Uh, today we'll be talking about crafts at the airport and holiday gift-making mishaps. How's it going, ladies? Oh, well, I just got some fabric that I'm really excited about, and it arrived yesterday, so I have to tell you about it. Um, do you know the, the Gastleys? I do not. They are... Like, vaguely, this vaguely creepy, vaguely Victorian, I think, family that is all, um, uh, there's a fabric line. Okay, I feel like I've seen it, I think. I I mean, it's creepy. I I will show it to you guys. Okay. Um, But they did a line called A Ghastly Craft, and so it's like they're super creepy characters, looking very cranky, holding, like, brandishing scissors next to sewing machines. So, and so it's designed specifically for you personally? That was exactly yeah, what I, I was thinking. I feel very, very seen. Um, so I, I had trouble finding it because I think it is sort of the darling of the quilting world at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I finally tracked some down, and they also have another s- sort of background fabric uh, that is called a ghastly notion and is just sort of vaguely menacing looking craft supplies. Oh, cute. (laughs) And so I'm so excited, but also I'm really afraid to cut into them because I'm not sure that I can get more. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I'm I'm really, really, really delighted. Yay, that's cute. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to see what you make, or even if you just keep it so that you can gently stroke it. I was going to say, I will be stroking the fabric. Do, inappro- do appropriate things with it. Appropriate things with it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, they are the ghastly, so yeah. they, they yeah. might prefer inappropriate. True. Anyway. Anyway. Well, <laughs> Haley's been adding to her stash, it sounds like. Uh, and I <laughs> have been pawing through mine desperately, desperately hoping not to see moths. And I did not. And? Yay! Yay! No moths! Woo! <laughs> and my studio I, I is clean. I cannot tell you how excited I am for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a giant cup of coffee. Put a movie on on my husband's computer at the other end of our home office and just went through everything. Like I filed my papers. I went through my file cabinets. I went through all of my sample bins, of which there's about there's about to need to be a fourth 20 gallon Rubbermaid tub. There's a lot. Um, I went through all of my work in progress bags. And um, yeah, I'm really glad there aren't any moths because I would have just called Haley and just cried. <laughs> And I, I, I might have even gotten on a plane <laughs> to come help you deal with it because, well, you know how much I like to clean yeah. and organize. <laughs> it makes well, me real happy. Yeah. Well, you are welcome to come and help me clean and organize anytime you would like. But yeah. I might put you like in some sort of like a coma or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, I would. I have a long and storied history of showing up at, say, my cousin's houses and cleaning and organizing them from top to bottom. Patty just raised her eyebrows and was like, yup. 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 That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. See, my mom has confirmed I've always been like this. Yes. Yes. My problem oh, is I always, I, it's like the tyranny of the urgent. And so... Mm-hmm. There's always something that I'm working on, something to be done, and I never quite have enough time to do like a full clean out of things because there's always another thing that then adds yeah. to the mess because stuff is I'm just pulling things out. And that's in fact lately I've yeah. been working on some designing and stitching deadlines and there's like one right after another. So getting everything put back exactly the way it should. Like it's not that it's not put away, but it's just not it's not tidy anymore, right? So I've got embroidery floss that's not 
as organized as it should be and yarn that isn't all completely in bags or whatever. And so that's where it starts to fall apart. But um, yeah. the good news is I'm yeah. reaching some good points on deadlines and I have a little more work to do, but I'm as of two days before this podcast releases, just I feel like I'm in some sort of a time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I will have started my, uh, stitching advent calendar, which I've never really done before, but I'm actually releasing concurrently an embroidery version and a cross stitch version with matching cool uh, motifs. So I'm excited about that, but oh, still a little awesome. more work to yes. do on that. So after the recording today, I shall jump back into hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I'm about to... Well, as you guys know, I've had months of deadlines too. So, I am. I think next week I'm going to ease into reorganizing my stuff and getting rid of all the all the extra things that tend to pile up that you when you're working on a project that you really don't need to keep, like really don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think I'd like to get us started off today with a listener question that came in. And it came in over the summer, but we've all been running around doing a million and 37 things and hitting deadlines, and we just didn't have time to really pull it together to answer (laughs) this question until now. And uh, basically that means I was reading through our our topic lists and was like, oh man, we should have done that like months ago. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so a a listener question came in from Anne Taft uh, from the contact form on our website in June, and her question was, I was wondering what sort of container you all keep your current projects in. And since we are all multi-crafters, mm-hmm. we, we make all of the things and design many of the things, <laughs> probably all of the things between us. Yeah. I mean, maybe not quite. But um, so that question has a lot of different answers. I was going <laughs> to say, the first problem with this question, Anne, is you use the singular <laughs> form Anne. container. <laughs> yeah, that, she's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, containers is still an understatement in some cases. Yeah. I mean, a vast understatement. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> and, and so, so I think maybe the best way to answer this question is by craft type. Mm, yes. And yeah. so. Um, maybe I'll kick us off with a couple of the ways that I organize at least the projects that I'm currently working on, and then you guys can weigh in as well. Yeah, sounds good. So um, right now I've got some English paper piecing going on, which is sort of a perpetual thing. I don't know. Eventually I, I will make something out of all of the hexagon flowers that I have been stitching for years at this point. (laughs) But, um, so I keep all of that in a travel kit that I designed that I've mentioned before on this Mm -hmm. podcast, my English paper piecing travel kit. And that keeps things pretty well contained. You can toss it in a bag. You can, it fits in like large purses. So it makes things pretty portable. And so that also holds all of the supplies that I need to create any given English paper piecing project up to making a quilt top. Um, That, well, you know, you can't fit, say, a sewing machine in there. But but other than that, that, that's one of the things that I use. And I also have various kinds of project bags for my knitting and crochet projects. And then separate to those bags, I swear by um, like old school pencil cases for having all of all the things related like tape measure, um, different size hooks, darning needles, all of those things. Um, I keep all of that in a single pencil case so I can toss it into whatever project bag that I am currently using whenever I need to 
take a project. And it, it also has, like, stitch markers. Like, basically all of the things, all of the, the notions that you might need to carry along with a knitting or crochet project. And then I know that I can just grab all of that and not have to worry about what's hiding at the bottom of my project bag. Mm-hmm. And so those are... Those are my current, currently active containers. Well, having recently cleaned and organized my studio uh, for, for the moth <laughs> situation. Um, no mothing. <laughs> the non-mothing. Um, I realized I, need a, I needed to kind of rethink some of my systems for how I organize works in progress, because as... A designer, I feel like I've got this... I, I'm always starting a project when I feel like I have an evening in between projects and inevitably uh-huh. it won't get done forever. <laughs> um, and I realize I need a system for those. <laughs> um, so I, I have, have a box. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I did this time was... Because um, I have a couple of in-progress non-yarn projects because most of what I end up doing is yarn because I'm a knit and crochet designer. Um... I have this, uh, like, three-tiered letter sorting tray from Ikea. I think they still have it. It's, like, I don't know, maybe five or ten bucks at the most. And I've and I've realized I need to start keeping, if I'm doing, like, any, if I'm doing any kind of cross-stitch or embroidery, um, which I usually end up doing because I am friends with you guys and do this podcast. I'm like, this sounds fun! And then I do two <laughs> stitches and it doesn't happen. <laughs> anyway. I mean, fair. (laughs) Um, So I I use um, just gallon-sized zip-top bags, and I just keep them in those sorting trays. And then I'm also trying to limit myself to no more than what can fit in those trays, so I don't go crazy and lose every needle I've ever owned. (laughs) Um, So that's those. And then for... I mean, needles are cheap. Yeah. Yeah. But I realized when I cleaned my office that I have a lot that were just, like, squirreled away in the weirdest, dumbest illogical places <laughs> i have that with circular knitting needles yeah. <laughs> in various sizes mm-hmm. yeah um, that has to do with the the in progress box that <laughs> is basically just a pit of despair the box of shame if you will <laughs> we've discussed the box yeah, yeah. um uh, and then more oh yeah molly what's up no i was just gonna say i w- but like your yarn crafts what does that look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have these mesh bags. They're kind of the size of a grocery tote bag. Um, I got those also at Ikea. Um, and they hang on pegs on my pegboard. That's like an entire wall in my studio. And I have different ones. I have one that's for my husband who wears like an XL size sweater. I have one bag just for his in-progress sweater that's going to be done at some point in my life. Um, (laughs) And then I have the non-work projects in another one. Um, Well, in more than one, let's be honest. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's not like the most organized ever, but I know how it breaks down. And even though I'm a former librarian, I was a public librarian. So like I'm organized, (laughs) but within reason, I guess. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Heidi Mesh makes me nervous. There weren't moths, so I'm never going to be worried about that ever again. <laughs> uh-huh. You just go ahead and, and live That'll in that work. fantasy world. Uh-huh. And then I'll call you crying one day. <laughs> no. I feel like I'm going to be, and this is not a surprise to me, but I'm the least organized of three of us when it comes to um, in-progress projects. But... I still have favorite ways to keep certain things. So embroidery, like yourself, Heidi, I like in-progress things to be in, like, zip-top plastic bags. It keeps it clean and safe, and you can reuse them, but also you don't feel bad when you go, it's time to toss this out and make sure that I have something clean and fresh. And I try to... Yeah, I do that with my embroidery projects, too. Yeah, it's... um, I do have some... Uh, some stitching like project bags that I've made and for some things that are a little bit more long term I've I keep them in there or when I feel like I want to look cute while I'm bringing my stitching along then I use those (laughs) Uh Uh, yeah but oh it is it's plastic bags for home and also when your stuff is going to stay in your bag 
and cute project bags for when you're working in public. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You go like to stitch with others. (laughs) Plastic bag is not acceptable. (laughs) No. (laughs) Except that it totally is, guys. It totally is. Yeah, because everybody's (laughs) hopefully doing that, too, to keep their work clean and and safe. Yeah. But, uh, and I yeah. mean, if you're not, then you should be. Yeah, or at least have a plastic bag <laughs> it's a good inside idea. the cute bag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so yes, that's, yes. Uh, that's my, my preferred method for that. And then English paper piecing usually goes into uh, cute little zip pouches, which mm-hmm. I have lots of because it's a favorite gift among crafters to, to share. So I have... Um, quite a few of those, and I like to keep things in those. But my one big ongoing English paper piecing project, like your flowers, uh, Haley, I keep in this – it's a Sterilite plastic container that is a little bit – like several inches larger than a traditional floss organization box. And it has these yeah. little trays that set into it to divide it up. Generally, I keep all the trays in it. But it has all these little sections, and so I have my pre-made pieces. They're um, diamonds, all diamonds, and mm-hmm. so those line up in there. And then I also have my glue stick and extra pieces of um, the paper and sometimes some fabric in there and needle and thread. Sometimes some floss or some thread uh, conditioner goes in there as well, little scissors. So that becomes kind of like a kit in itself it's Mm -hmm. a little big to carry with me unless I'm going like a long car ride then I will consider taking it with but generally I just keep it in there for at home and it keeps it organized which is nice and then knitting and crochet I've been trying to keep this idea of only have as many projects as you have actual project bags (laughs) good luck that problem can be remedied (laughs) yeah exactly that's somebody pointed that out to me on instagram and guess what now i have more project bags (laughs) but um i have a couple of the like zip top ripstop nylon ones that they sell at pearl Mm -hmm. soho which is like a fun souvenir to bring home from a trip to new york oh those ones are pretty nice too (laughs) so i have a couple of those and then um of course, I realized, you know, you can also make my own. So I made my own project bag and have a, a pattern for that. <laughs> no. Which I know is <laughs> dreadful. And I love it so much that I'm like, hmm, I think I need to make another one of these. But yeah. So you're going to have a bag in your bag so you can bag while you bag. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then all of these things are just sort of scattered about. But yeah. That's how I store oh. my stuff. Your when you were your um, organization system, Molly, made me realize two things that I should probably say. We could all own stock in Rubbermaid and Sterilite. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh my gosh! Yes, um, definitely. Um, and then the other thing was um, you talked about your little kit of um, embroidery related tools. Um, I I would advocate for like knitters and crocheters to consider getting something like the knit kit. That's the name of a product you can get if you like to go to knit nights a lot. Um, oh, what's what is a knit kit? Well, and why it, don't I know what it is? I, yeah. Well, it it looks a little bit like a birth control pill container, and like when it first came out. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. When it first came out, a lot of people were like, "Why does this look like this?" But I will say I take mine all over the place because um, it's all, um, and we'll talk about TSA in a minute. It's all TSA compatible. Like the scissors break, like fold down, um, and there's a built-in tape measure. It comes with a, a little crochet hook in two sizes. Like it's designed yeah. for knitters so that you can have that hook for weaving in ends. And then you have like need uh, those rubbery things you put on needles to keep your stitches from falling off um and there's even a little um blade in it as well for a quick cut of a piece of yarn i like bringing that especially if i'm working on a design at knit night so i can like double check some measurements or do whatever and i keep stitch markers in there too nice yeah i i don't have one i i don't think but i definitely have seen them and been like hmm Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. less messy than just like your standard like Altoid tin. Yeah, yeah. I actually I duplicate a fair number of my supplies in my my work in progress bags because mm-hmm. generally they're things that aren't very expensive, like 
glue sticks or pack needles or I have right. so many pairs of little scissors that it's fine to have one in every single bag. <laughs> but, um, yeah, All I, of the scissors. I, I, well, I we know mine them. procreate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A lot. Well, one of the projects I have in my non-yarn craft gallon Ziploc storage system um, is a stocking for my little niece, Evelyn, because she's new. She's almost six months old, almost 10 pounds, which is exciting because she was very early, as consistent listeners might remember. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited because last year for Christmas, I made my husband's whole family uh, stockings like designed in a similar style. Like, they're very much like the stockings, like mid-century Christmas stockings. They're felt. Ideally... I love them. Ideally acrylic felt if you're going for the full 1955. (laughs) 1955 to 1965. Um, That was when acrylic felt was nicer, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a mix of uh, wool and acrylic. And I actually think I have some... I think most of the acrylic red felt I have is actually vintage from, like, my grandma's house. That was, like, the old stockings were made from for my family's old older generation yeah and um also free (laughs) (laughs) so i'm making inherited craft stash Mm -hmm. (laughs) and last year i made um my father-in-law's stocking is it i did some uh i used conductive thread and and some leds and i installed a solar panel on his stocking because his biggest like passion in life is solar energy he built like an off-the-grid cabin with solar panels that is Delightful. So his stocking is like his name is Joe. So it's only three letters. So I was like, I can go to town on the like sequins and beads and all this stuff. And I yeah, I sewed in some lights for the O on Joe for the center of the sun, and there were felt yellow sun rays, and it's solar powered. Oh. And he like cried <laughs> when I gave oh. it to him. Yeah, I mean that's the coolest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that so very cool. I don't think Evelyn's will be light up, but she wears a bow pretty much every day. Because everyone needs to realize she's female. <laughs> oh, because that's very important when you are Five just shy of 10 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law is Southern, so I'll, I'll let her pass. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, she also, I think, literally has a bow subscription box for that kid. But I digress. <laughs> Wait, that's... Nev- of course, it's Yeah, it's like, it's like birch box, but for, like, hair bows for children. Um, anyway, so I think I'm going to go with a bow theme. <laughs> wow a bow theme for Evelyn's stocking and Cute. I'm going to use my cricket machine uh, my cutting machine to make all the little bows because my hands have been giving me a little bit of trouble lately and cutting a lot of detailed felt pieces is not great for repetitive strain injuries <laughs> yes. oh no I love um, I've got both a manual die cutter and I have one of the fully electronic um... oh no what's it called is it, do you have a silhouette? Uh, no. Um, well, yeah, but it's old. Um, hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, I have one of the big, um, like, tabletop fully automatic AccuQuilt cutters. Oh, cool. Um, that is, uh, I should mention that they, they gave it to me um, <laughs> because I, because you're supposed to mention things like that. Oh, yeah, uh, I got my Cricut about machine these from things. Cricut, too, come to think of it. Yeah. Um, and it... It, it does cut felt, and it is so fast and yeah. so amazing, mm-hmm. and it's a great idea to not cut out fussy, repetitive things if you would like your hands to work later. Yeah, and yeah. it's the holiday season, so I'm going to need them quite a bit for deadlines in the next two months. But yeah, yeah. so I'm excited. It's going to be really cute, and I'm thinking about doing using one of the three-dimensional bow templates that they have. They're designed for, like, paper gift toppers, but I think it'll be mm-hmm. really cute to, like, fully bead and sequence them. And Oh, that's going to look cute. And she's yes. the only grandkid, so, like, why not go all out? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> There's no good reason not to. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah I have felt stockings that I made for... Um, as a tutorial on craft years ago, so people who have been crafters for a while have probably seen this particular pattern, but I I made um, snowman, uh, customizable snowman tutorials, so I've got one that's like with cat eye glasses wearing a sweater that's me mm-hmm. and one that's Jeremy, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
And I, I just, I like a felt stocking. Yeah. 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 And I wasn't going to knit like a whole bunch, like a huge, like fair isle situation. Cause I kind of like the opportunity to do something a little different, especially if it's for like a personal gift for a family member, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, there's just something really nice about like felt stocking shaped stockings. Yeah. That I, I just really like it. Yeah. I'm, I made a fresh set of... We, my mom is not super nostalgic about the stocking situation. We have some mm-hmm. old stockings that people in the family have made and blah, blah, blah. But she's not... Like, it's okay to change out the stockings. So last year I sewed up a fresh set of six felt stockings and, like, fast and easy, but they match the living room because that was important. Nice. Bright red was not going to work, so a nice sage green was okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, and and they were they're not super big because now that folks are a little bit older in the house, you don't need lots of space for things. A few goodies is is all you need, but yeah, they're fun to make. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm just going to like. <laughs> jump in here with yeah they uh, <laughs> and i made them continuing with, on christmas that's right continuing yeah. on christmas i made them with success because finally after years of really practicing my sewing skills i can do that because one year this is i uh-oh i <laughs> refer to this as the christmas of broken needles where that's I such decided, a good novel name yeah it yeah. is <laughs> I decided that I was going to – well, I used to do my best to, to hand make every Christmas gift for my immediate family and a couple of friends. And I loved doing World it. of no. Yeah, I, <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> but it, it did happen for, for a good chunk of time. And that year mm-hmm. I decided I needed to do some more sewing, that that, that, was, the, that was the clear answer there. And I – had so much trouble I was just constantly breaking needles I think I actually only broke like five but within a short only? amount of time five I mean needles, that's that's a lot of broken needles of broken like something's needles. not quite right there exactly exactly and I couldn't quite <laughs> figure out what it was I managed to get through it I stepped away from the sewing machine for a long time after that and then mm-hmm. figured out my issues. But clearly I, I had some thread issues. I had some tension issues. I had some like pushing and pulling issues that was my own like dealing with things. But I made like, oh. I was also, I think I had the wrong needles at, at different times. I was trying to do like mega quilting through like pot holders and oven mitts. And I was, I was doing like, <laughs> hard sewing and it was I just it was so stressful and I hated it and I honestly thought I will never sew again (laughs) Um, I mean needles are so hard like if you I don't I think new sewers often don't know how important it is to have the right needle exactly and like it can result in such big problems if you don't and it's dangerous too because those when those needles yeah. fly yeah you can you can get hurt I was I was okay but um yeah it was it, it was it was not it was not pretty and I was and trying to make gifts no. like for my mom who would normally be the person I would go to with my sewing issues mm-hmm. and I was uh-huh. trying to avoid that but uh, I really should have just <laughs> uh. said mom please help me fix this. But before I was, before yeah. I blind myself with a shard of metal because I don't wear glasses <laughs> either. Exactly. That's oh, all yeah. I keep thinking about is that you don't wear glasses and broke all these needles. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too, because I've hit my glasses yeah, with yeah. many a broken needle. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. And I oh, wasn't Molly. I wasn't like sewing over pins, because that's a thing that can be a problem. Although yeah. I've done that, you know. But yeah. no, I it oh, was, I don't do that. It makes me so nervous. Well, I, do, I, <laughs> I try not to do that, although it obviously has yeah. happened. But I mean, although I was taught that if you pin a certain way, it's okay to sew over the needles. And since then, yep. I was yep. instructed. And it is in theory because they because they shift. Right. But, but 
No. Nope. No, because I've, <laughs> I've bent a pin when I accidentally sewn over, uh, sewed no. over it. So, Me no. Too. Yeah. But, yeah, it was um, it was definitely, like, I had needles that were too, uh, too fine for what I was trying to do. Once I bumped up to something closer to, like, a denim needle... Like this isn't like mm-hmm. you have to think about your needle type like and extra with. sharp and if extra you're, sharp if um, you're doing massively thick quilting yeah um using different thread that was going to be a little bit stronger meant that I wasn't quite I wasn't like breaking my thread as much so that was also a problem yep. that came along but it was uh I I made Ugh. it through but <laughs> I I really did I took I think. If I when I looked back, I think I took at least nine months of not sewing at all after that. <laughs> oh my gosh! That, it but was, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, and especially if you can't sort out the needle thing, yeah. like that. Ugh. It was a, it was a big thing. <laughs> I've but been there. I think that actually since then, I don't think that I've broken a needle. I should like knock on wood. So anyway. <laughs> That was my that was my Christmas of broken needles. It was I really uh, I really think that that needs to be a book. Yeah, it is such a good name. Can I have my first uh, craft related cozy mystery be called that? Yes. Yeah. There you go. It's yours. And, uh, and it could be a Hallmark thank you. a Hallmark Channel like crappy Christmas movie too. Oh, yes. with a seamstress. Yes. Oh. The, and there's a prince. There's got to be a prince. Yep. Um. But I guarantee you, the Hallmark movie um, will be starring someone like one of the Duff sisters who doesn't who doesn't know how to sew. Well, yes. I mean, anyway. it's like sticking needle, knitting needles in crochet mm-hmm. in advertisements. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, way to make me twitch. Um, <laughs> Speaking of things that make one twitch, yeah, I uh, want to talk about trying to bring crafts through airport security. Tis the season. Yes. Because it is. It is the season for traveling with your crafting things. And so I decided, I, I have a printout of the TSA rules for needlework and that I carry with me. Like it's, it's I've got a copy of it in my suitcases. I've got a copy of it in most of my project bags. And so uh, about every year or so, I look to see if it's been updated. And so this year, I looked to see if it had been updated and it's not there anymore. Uh Instead, (laughs) well, apparently someone at the TSA finally realized that embroidery and knitting and crochet aren't the same thing, (laughs) which was they could what, also be a Hallmark Channel producer, <laughs> right? Um, which was the issue. Um, it was why that one piece of paper was so weird, and why I kept checking it for updates. And so instead, I went through the entire list, like the individual items that they have specific guidelines about. To pull out all of the crafting-related things, and I also found some some pretty hilariously mysterious things. So um, let's hear it. So I, I'm going to start out with well, it's not a crafting-related one, but it's my favorite ridiculous TSA one, um, which is, uh, and, and I have several that I will tell you. I was going to say I have a few of my favorites from the TSA as well, but yeah. you go ahead. So, um, Magic 8-Ball is a thing that is individually listed as something they needed to have specific rules about. So, you can't carry it on, but you can put it in your checked bag, and their reasoning behind this is as such. And I'm quoting this directly from the TSA website, for the record. Okay. For carry-on bags, we asked the magic eight ball, and it told us, Outlook not so good. (laughs) Right. Now, for checked bags, we asked the magic eight ball, and it told us, it is certain. So that's on the actual U.S. government TSA website for... (laughs) 
Magic eight balls, because I guess there were enough problems with people with magic eight balls that they needed to specifically have rules about them. I just now, I have visions about the government making decisions using a magic eight ball now. (laughs) Right? And I don't want to go into a political discussion, but I had to say that. Is it... So is it actually, do, is it because of the amount of liquid inside of that? I would guess, but I can't imagine that the amount of liquid in there is so much small. more. I, you could tamper with it pretty easily, I suppose. I think people I don't are really to know. fly with like booze or, I don't know, yeah. some kind of drugs. That's so weird. But an actual human being from the TSA went there. Well, is all I have to say. Okay, but their Instagram shows they do have a sense of humor. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And, we, and we, I, I have also been to Las Vegas yeah. and seen the buckets of things confiscated. Yeah, if, so. you if you don't follow or regularly check the TSA uh, Instagram, folks, oh, yeah, you need it's, to be it's doing great. This. It's hilarious. And it's also great. a little scary at and, times. <laughs> yes. But, okay, so um, I, w- I will move on to some things that are actually relevant to our particular interests. So, sewing machines. Mm-hmm. Um, you can carry them on. Okay. And you can carry them in your checked bags. Um, it, there's also a note that you should check with your airline to ensure that the item will fit in the overhead bin or underneath the seat of the airplane. Okay. And there are no notes about whether about taking out needles. And there are for a lot of things that that have like blades you could remove. Um, you can carry them on only if they don't have those things installed. But it doesn't say anything about that. You um, and I know that lots of quilters travel all over with their sewing machines and carry them on. Um, but you can, as long as it fits in the overhead bin, carry it on, and it's an unqualified yes. Okay. So. Man, listening to you talk about quilters who travel with their sewing machines and stuff just made me think, dang, it feels good to be a knitter. (laughs) (laughs) Just so much easier. So So much lighter. With that in mind, knitting needles. Uh Uh-huh. Knitting needles. And I should say that this is for flying within the U.S. So domestic, yeah. Yeah. The TSA... I've had trouble flying internationally, um, specifically Air France. If you're a crafter, maybe don't fly Air France because they say no to embroidery needles. You can't carry on knitting needles or crochet hooks, and even if they're wood. Um, although you could bring on two pencils and some yarn, which would be the exact same thing functionally as knitting needles. So uh-huh. I call shenanigans. Yep. Uh-huh. But um, I-, I had a-, a cranky Twitter exchange with Air France last time I went. Uh, <laughs> you need about- to find it. <laughs> I- I'll see if I can find it. But it was it was a while ago. Um but no crafting materials of any kind. I could not find one that was okay. Well, clearly no one in France knows what happiness is. No. Okay. No. Um, so anyway, knitting needles. Uh, you can carry them on, and you can put them in your checked bags. And it says, and I quote, any sharp objects in checked bags should be sheathed or securely wrapped to prevent injury to baggage handlers and inspectors. Sheathed, yuck. Sheathed. Gross word. Right. right? <laughs> um, but just, just think for a moment, though. That, so they're well aware that these are sharp objects that you're carrying on the plane. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to protect, the, protect people from them in your checked baggage. But anyway, let's not tell them that that's weird. That's right. Uh, Okay. So the next very important thing that you probably want to know about is scissors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And I actually have an entire collection of technically TSA-approved scissors that I've been meaning to write a blog post about for years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just keep collecting them. So I have, to date, never had scissors taken away, and I carry scissors on every flight. I'm going to go ahead and knock on some wood, because we're doing that a lot today. <laughs> um, the, uh, the answer is, in carry-on bags, yes, but there are special instructions. In checked bags, just yes. So, if packed in carry-on, they must be less than four inches from the pivot point. Which is interesting, because I have had TSA agents measure the entire length 
of where the metal could possibly be, including where it's inserted into the handle. So uh, to be safe, I make sure that the entire length of that metal is under four inches, which I think is probably a good idea. But technically, it's from the pivot point. And so that means a a lot. That's a large blade. Yeah. That is a decently sized, like, that's like your normal, like, mid it's not an embroidery scissor. Mm-hmm. It's like right. your normal mid-size. It's like the size of like kids' scissors or your normal small to mid-size scissors. So yeah. that's actually pretty big. I would, I would be, I would err on the side of smaller, especially during the holiday season yeah. when people are going to be cranky. Yep. Yeah. But um, so that's the word on scissors. Crochet hooks. You can carry them on and you can check them. No qualifications. And okay. they don't specify wood or metal. Mm. Same with knitting needles. They don't specify. So so that's that. Sewing needles. Yes and yes. Um, although this is under sewing needles, I, I would like to point out. Quote, in general, you may place your knitting needles and needle point tools in carry-on or checked baggage. Okay. Boom. Like... But they didn't put that under any of the other knitting needles. So anyway, so so sewing needles. And as far as I can tell, those are the only, and I did go through line by line, those are the only crafting-specific items that they talk about, with one exception that Heidi might be interested in. (laughs) Tattoo inks and tattoo guns. (laughs) You can carry on a tattoo gun. What? Or you can check it. Yep, with no qualifications. What? And <laughs> can you like, like pull it out and just start tattooing someone then yeah. on the plane? Is that right. the idea? I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So as long as you've got less than um, three point four ounces or a hundred milliliters of tattoo ink per tattoo ink container. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to carry on both tattoo guns and tattoo inks. Now, I feel like <laughs> as a crafter, I really need to point out that there are generally within the bathrooms places to plug in breast pumps. Mm-hmm. So, you've got a power source, you've got your tattoo gun, you've got your tattoo ink, you could have a mile high tattoo party. <laughs> And it would be perfectly fine according to the TSA regulations for what you're allowed to carry on. I mean, a tattoo gun's a lot louder than a breast pump, though, I think. I Maybe not so much. I mean, planes are really loud. Like, flying is really loud. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think it would be that loud. Especially if you go in the rear bathroom. Yeah. And, and see, my mom's getting in on this. Um, but also, I'm not entirely sure they could stop you if you had, like, a, a battery-powered tattoo gun. I'm not entirely sure Just they could stop you from doing it at your seat. Does it have to be sheathed? Like- no. <laughs> it does not say anything about sheathing. Oh, boy. Okay, yep, so there you go. The I, I thought you know. that might be of uh, of special interest to uh, to Heidi. Yeah, all um, kinds of crafting on a plane. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, and so I the one time I ever had a TSA agent say anything about my knitting needles was I was at a smaller airport, and so it was probably either I think it was the Northwest Arkansas Airport, aka the Wal- the airport closest to Walmart headquarters in Arkansas. Ah, yes. Um, And it's where I fly to go visit my in-laws most of the time. Um, And it's funny because that airport is just business traveler, business traveler, business traveler. And then I'm like in sweatpants with my husband and a backpack, like looking like a full bum. And everybody else is like working furiously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, I digress. Uh, So I was going through security there and I had um, some circular, uh, I think they were Addy sock rockets because it was for a pair of socks I was knitting on the plane. Yeah. And the TSA agent like pulled my bag out and like very dramatically to my memory pulled my needles and my socks were in there and I was like, you'll be careful not to drop my socks, but tried to be like kind enough that they just didn't take longer or weren't like more of a Mm -hmm. jerk. And they had their gloves on, and they're holding the tips of these needles and dramatically, like, poking the tip with their glove on. 
and they're like, have you ever flown with these? Like looking me up and down. And I was like, yes, it's a pair of knitting needles. It's clearly attached to a pair of socks and it is legal to fly with knitting needles. And they're like, these are just really small. And I was like, do you see what they're attached to? <laughs> and then... <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. Um, um, and it's funny because when I fly in and out of O'Hare, because <laughs> I live in Chicago, they like, they like, they've like seen it all. They are getting you through. They don't even care. Well, you know, what you could have done instead of bring, bringing those particular needles, Heidi, uh-huh. you could have brought a Harry Potter wand because the TSA <laughs> specifically <laughs> allows Harry Potter wands. Specifically. Sheathed or unsheathed. They, they don't have to be sheathed. They don't have to be sheathed. <laughs> so once when I was going through security, and I, I fly in and out of New York City, and so I can't remember if I... I think I was at JFK for this <laughs> flight. Um, and JFK is a zoo all the time. And very, very busy. And... I had, um, must have been, like, a really big knitting project with me, so I had, like, a big project bag in my carry-on, and a bunch, like, my, my pencil case of tools and stuff like that, and it went through the x-ray, and I went through the scanner, and it was fine, and on the other side, I see this group of TSA agents peering, confused, at the x-ray screen Mm -hmm. and then they pulled my bag and they were like is this your bag it's like yes and so i'm thinking um i've got uh my darning needles in this old school brass needle case that looks kind of like a bullet oh and so i'm thinking that that is the problem Mm -hmm. and so they asked if they could open it and go through it because I guess they were being polite. I don't know. They don't have to ask. And so they're pulling out all my stuff and they're being really careful. And then without comment, they send it back through again. Look utterly and completely confused the second time. And this happens about four times while I'm standing there. And finally, one of the guys turns to me and says do you have a really big knife in there? <laughs> and is and it sheathed? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't think so. And so they call me around to the side and point at the, this. there, there is a big blade in there. And so we decide that, I have no idea. And so um, we decide to send things through one at a time to see if we can figure out, like, I'm expecting that it's something in my project bag that I just couldn't, or that I just didn't remember. Mm -hmm. It's not in the project bag. It's in my purse. And so, like, we go through my purse. They go through my purse. Cannot find this blade. And... Like, we're all, like, we're in it together. Like, they're not <laughs> concerned about me. We're, like, solving this mystery. We're having a Scooby-Doo moment here. And so, so like, I'm like, here, give it to you. I'll go through it. And so I went through it. I didn't find anything. Like, we just kept passing it back and forth. Like, they weren't real worried that I was, like, handing this potential thing over to me. And about ten minutes into this or so... I remember that I have a credit card-shaped multi-tool that I carry in my billfold, like Ah. in my wallet, and it has a blade on it. Oh. And so I was like, wait, I know. Give me my (laughs) wallet. And so I open it and triumphantly brandish this tool. (laughs) And, like, they high-five me. And, like, I hand it over. I'm like, well, I guess you probably need this. And they're like, oh, man, this is a really nice tool. I'm sorry. we got to take it. And I was just like, "This, this is not the experience one expects when one clearly has a a weapon in one's carry-on. Um, so it wasn't actually my, my craft supplies, but we were very, very sure that it must have been, and it was deeply confusing to these guys. Oh, that's so. funny. 
So yeah, traveling well crafty, like carrying your own tools. Remember that they're in your purse. Yeah. So that is a little taste of our adventures with the TSA. Mm -hmm. So if you have adventures in travel crafting of your own that you would like to share or any stories about TSA agents being deeply confused about your crafting supplies, definitely let us know. You can either write to us on veryseriouscrafts.com or you can follow us at Serious Crafts across social media to to let us know what was going on in your creative traveling life. And we realized that we were going to talk about crafty trouble. Uh, we mentioned it in our last episode, but this episode kind of got away <laughs> away from us because, you know, travel nonsense. Sheaths. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, just so many things. Generally having a nice time talking, yeah. Yeah, go <laughs> exactly. figure. Exactly. <laughs> and so we'll get to that in the new year. And so if you also want to be thinking about some of your stories of how crafting has gotten you in trouble, we'd love to hear about those too. So let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we wanted to just share one little bit of uh, really good news with you guys. Um, we're recording this in early November, and um, we found out this week that we just have officially hit 10,000 downloads Yay! with this podcast. So that's yeah. really cool. And thank like, you guys so much. How weird is that? Yeah, you, you guys are listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank yes. you guys really very much, especially people who've listened to like multiple episodes or every episode, um, people who've been posting. Um, I've really been enjoying seeing the Instagram stories when we get tagged because yeah. not only is it fun to see like people like doing yeah. their ironing or working on crafts while they listen, um, it's really cool to be able to share those. So. Stormy, stop crying. I'm talking about something fun and good. She needs to go potty, so we better so I better wrap this up. Anyway, tag us at Serious Crafts on Instagram. Storm is a dog for the record. Yeah. Um sorry, Heidi, go ahead. Anyway, just make sure to tag us um at Serious Crafts if you post a story um about us, because then we can reshare it really easily and that's great. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. And we will talk to you next time in our holiday episode. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. Yay, Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> other seasonal holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Various <go>. seasonal things. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Because, I mean, you can craft for any occasion. It's true. It's true. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I will talk to you guys later. Yeah. Bye. Sounds good. Yeah. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye, girls. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Bye, Patty. (laughs) Bye. -bye. (laughs) Joining us, Patty. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend who's as serious about crafts as we are. Thanks.